Greetings, Mitzpukah, Poda Shield, Warriors, Watchmen, and Worshippers. Frank Media here. And I want to encourage you that this is the time that we should not faint or get weary. We need to persevere and push. Eyes may not be seeing it in the physical realm. Ears are not hearing it. But I tell you, God is pushing and moving mightily. Remember the calling that we had through the Hezekiah blast. God proved himself true. He told us, as I announced to you a while back, that around Rosh Hashanah, the Hezekiah blast would commence and that it would triple and trickle and that we would see multiple episodes and events. Well, right at Rosh Hashanah, 7.30 Eastern Time here in the United States, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. We didn't celebrate her passing. And as I have taught, even when Israel was delivered from the bondage of slavery for 430 years for Egypt, you can assume and be assured that not everybody was rejoicing the death of the firstborn. Some of those firstborn children were nursed by the Jewish women. Their children played together. They ate together. Some of those Egyptian families, I'm sure, were benevolent towards their servants. So they wept and cried at the sudden death of many of them, but yet, Ultimately, they rejoiced at the deliverance from bondage. And so where we are rejoicing is not in someone's passing. In fact, our prayers at all should redeemed and come to know Christ. And especially for my people, the Israelites, the Hebrews, the Jews. But in this instance, we look beyond and we look forward to the hope of the calling. And that is that the, the shedding of the innocent blood of unborn children shall come to a cease. This is what motivated us early in 2016. This is the vision God gave POTUS Shield at 3.30 a.m. November 9th, 2016, when he birthed POTUS Shield within my spirit and he called it forth and he showed us that the besom of cleansing, the broom of cleansing was going up and down the pillars of the Supreme Court for justice to come forth so that we could have Supreme Court justices that would begin to return us to the law of the land that is one nation under God, not a different land, not a different constitution, not a different people. That is who we are and that is who we pray to be. At that time and before that time, I prophesied as the Lord told me, there would be three Supreme Court justices put in place and nominated by President Trump in the first season even his first term. We got close to where there wasn't much time left, but God moved on Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of a new year. That's very telling. And in Sukkot, he told us there would be more things happening, the season of the first fruits and tabernacles. And so we went to the return in Washington, D.C., and I was privileged and honored with others to declare. My assignment was to declare the final word over the nation at eight o'clock that night, Saturday night, to millions of people here in this country and tens of millions of people worldwide. And we declared it. And the declaration I gave was that we should keep pushing. We are the midwives of the Hezekiah blast that he pronounced August 20th. We need to keep pushing. The word of Hezekiah was and is that the child has come to birth, but there's not enough strength. We need to push. Well, beloved, I want to tell you the children are coming to birth.
Abortion is not going to be approved in this country, but we must keep pushing. It's not enough to just have Amy Comey Barrett, and she's still not approved yet. We need to get her sworn in, but there's more coming in the onslaught that will come. With that, we need to already put a fire line in, a fire line in the executive branch with the presidency, and our choice is clear. It must be Donald Trump, not because of any other reason, but the assignments of God are upon him, not upon Joe Biden. And Joe Biden, at the very best, is a hypocrite of our faith, his own faith. None of us can kneel before God with holy hands and take communion and be those who some way, whether it is actively, proactively, or behind the scenes that promote the, the, the aborting and killing of innocent children in the womb and even coming out of the womb. That's a bottom line, that's foundational. The shedding of innocent blood gets the anger of the Lord. So my message that night at the return was that the Lord said he was releasing his fury upon this, that he was going to perform the vision that I announced back in February and March of this year where Donald Trump would be sinking in quicksand. That was before COVID had even taken its place. That was before my other pronouncement of May 21st that, that lawlessness and delusion was about to be released suddenly upon the nation and in this earth. The very next day, George Floyd was killed and we know what's happened since then. And so the Lord told us then, Donald Trump with our assignments, the assignments of the kingdom of God would be sinking in the miry clay as the psalmist cried out into quicksand. And he was up to here. It almost looked like it was irrecoverable, that it was over with. And many are already saying it's over with. Wall Street is betting it's over with. You have those in other countries who are betting it's over with. The high techs are betting it's over with. The news media is betting it's over with. He has been outsourced and outfunded three to one, four to one, five to one. Funds coming in hundreds of millions of dollars against him and senators to try and untopple the entire system, the entire government, and within a short period undo everything that was done and make it irrecoverable that we could never go back. Well, I want to declare to you that God showed that vision of him pulling Donald Trump out along with our assignments, our hope for this nation, and with an affirmation of the body of Christ that we need to keep pursuing, keep being midwives, keep pushing. So I'm calling you, I'm pleading with you. The Lord is sounding the trumpet. Pray, push, fast, call others to it. Speak the words of faith that we are victors. We are more than conquerors. He who is within us is greater than he who is in the world. And make sure you keep him in you. Don't let anything else in you. Speak positively. Think positively. Pray positively. Move in the word of God. We've got our assignments right now. 18 days, 17 days and ticking. We shall rejoice. And there may be confusion and the voting may be muddied, but God shall prevail. We need to push through. Well, the Lord said he was releasing the fury of the Lord for his own name's sake. Continue to remind him, not that he needs to remind it. He wants us to know and affirm and to say it into the airwaves, to speak it to every principality and power, whether on heaven, on earth, or under the earth, to everything that has ears to hear, that God's glory shall not be given 
to another. We must declare to the Lord as I do now, Father, do this for your name's sake. Father, yes, we're pleading with you. We are the heritage. We are the saints of the Lord. We are asking you, Lord, to not let our inheritance be stolen, but to give it back to us right after Rosh Hashanah, right here in the time of Sukkot and the first fruits harvest. Father, this country, this president, even this servant right here invested in May and March and February of 2016 into APAC and made it, Father, a platform to move the embassy and recognize the, the, uh, our embassy recognizing Israel as the eternal capital of Jerusalem. It was done, Father. And now we're asking you to allow that seed that was sown, that those who bless Israel shall be blessed. Even the apple of your eye, my Father, polishing it, believing it, keeping it, perfecting it, waiting it, presenting it for the place that our holy Messiah, the God of Israel, shall return to. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, even Yeshua HaMashiach. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, and we know we have work to do as the bride. Father, don't let our hands be tied, but give us the authority and the power to continue on. And Father, let us be that nation under God here in this country, along with so many other nations that are praying. My God, just this morning I prayed with people from around the world through Tom his convocation in Israel early in the morning. The other night, Father, with Potashield Chinese, praying at 11.30, 12.30 in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning, pushing, midwiving. Father, we believe that you honor the prayers of the saints in this end. Do it, Lord, according to your name's sake, in Jesus' name. I want to give you this scripture. The Lord spoke to me when we were in prayer at our church every night last week. And he said to me, son, declare a meltdown. Well, I, I was a little, I had some trepidations because even when I released the fury of the Lord, I knew what that meant and I know what it means. And that means that there's judgment going out in the fury. And when the glory releases, those that can receive the glory and move in the fire and the glory of God with holy hands because they were made the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ and practice obedience and holiness with God, that they can withstand that fire. But those who do not cannot withstand it. It's a destroying fire. It's a consuming fire. It's a judging fire. So at the same time, we release the fury. We release the grace of God because we're those who want to see souls redeemed, but not at the cost of the soul of this nation. Joe Biden has said it many times. The soul of this nation is at stake. And I say it. And those of us who are Christians say it. And this president, our president has said it. Yes, the soul of this nation is at stake. Which way shall it go? Shall it move into darkness or shall it move into light? But the Lord says, arise, shine through Isaiah. And he says, gross darkness has covered the earth, but the glory of the Lord is risen upon you and me. We must be the light. We must magnify the light. We must amplify the light. It's as if we're looking into a mirror. The reflection comes off of us. That's the spirit that you need right now, a warrior spirit. Worship him, worshipers, but worship him with the intent that you're sending the worship up, that God will tip those bowls of prayers and incense that are in the heavenly places and pour them out as a trumpet sounds with his fury upon this nation to pluck this president, to pluck us, to pluck the believing body of Christ, to pluck, to pluck the unborn children and sing with a chorus of over 60 million aborted children from this country alone and over a billion 
worldwide who have been sacrificed at the altar of delusion, of false laws, of illegality, of injustice, and of sin, gross sin, against the Creator in His creation. So the Lord said to me, son, declare this, declare a meltdown. I said, Lord, a meltdown, give me the scripture. And so the Lord brought me into different places. And this is the one that he gave me, starting in Isaiah 40, which are words of comfort. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. That is our prayer. That is a prophetic prayer of where it's going for the Messiah to return. But this is what he says. He says, starting in verse 15 of Isaiah 40, Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he takes up the isles as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beast thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. Otherwise, nothing that the nations has is acceptable to God in our own humanity, in our own injustice, in our own laws, in our own ways that are against the ways of God. And he says, all nations before him as are nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. To whom then will you liken God, or what likeness will you compare to him? The workman melts melts, melts down a graven image, and the goldsmith spreads it over with gold and casts silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he has no oblation chooses a tree that will rot. He seeks unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Have you not known? And we speak this out to the airways. We speak this out to the nation. We speak this out to those who are in direct opposition to the ways, the heart, the laws, the faith of God, who refer to all that believe in God as deplorables, who refer to those of us who love God as maniacal in our faith, that we've gone too far, that we need to be moderate and balanced, but yet even moderate has become so far immoderate that we no longer know what it means. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is He, Lord God Almighty, that sits upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretched out the heavens as a curtain and spreads them as a tent to dwell in. Now come in close. Hear this word. Share this word. And go back and prove if this is not the word. Last night, President Trump was in Miami being mocked. That was a setup. We saw it coming. We knew it was coming. And the whole test was to see if he was able to contain his discipline. And he did. Even though he had every reason to fight back and stop the onslaught that came to him from a very biased moderator who had an agenda. I don't know if you noticed it. I noticed it. And I'm amazed it hasn't come out. But even the level of her voice was turned up louder than his, so that when she spoke, she drowned him out. They had it technically loaded against him. But on his way, on his way to Miami in North Carolina, I listened to what he was saying, just part of it, on my radio as I was traveling. And what he said was he stopped and he said, he was talking about COVID and he was talking about that he still believed that God was going to remove this from us and, and that we should not put our faith just in science, but that we had to believe that it was going to go. And then he said this, he said, but the one that really 
will take care of it. And the one we need to look for, and he said, is the boss. And I can imagine he was pointing up because I wasn't watching it. And then he repeated it. He said, you understand, the boss. And he was talking about the boss. And he said, that's the one. That's the one who will take care of all of this. And then he said, a man recently told me, sir, you're the most popular man, well-known man in all the world. And he said, I stopped him. Listen to these words. I stopped him and he said, no, you are wrong. There is one who's well, far known better than me. And his name is Jesus Christ. And I don't even come close to him. He said, I don't want to touch that one. I want to be on his side. Nobody, nobody is greater than he was. I'm paraphrasing him now. Why is that significant? When he got COVID, I told you our prayer and the discernment I had was that he went to Walter Reed in a moment when he was concerned. His vital signs got tough. He had seen people die from COVID and God stopped him and arrested him from his own agenda, from what he thought he was going to do to prevail. And in that moment, I assure you, he was prayed for and I assure you, he cried out to his God. And in that moment, here's what I prayed and I believed. He went in to that hospital as the CEO of the United States of America. He was trained to be a chief executive officer. His own father trained him for business, not in the ways of the heart of a father. But in that moment, I believe he touched the heart of the father and the father touched him. And I believe he came back out of there with the seedling, the birth, the child being pushed to birth and needs strength to become the father of the nation, not the CEO of the nation. And when you listen to that, he merged the two, the boss, the boss, the CEO of the universe, the creator. He's the greater one. We need him to do this. And the great one is Jesus Christ, not me. Listen to those words, beloved. Let them ping in your ears. That's the humility God was waiting for. And now because it's been released, we need to echo it and praise it and thank him for it and watch God move suddenly. It's coming. The Lord said, the meltdown, the meltdown was coming. And he says, he that, he that brings the princes to nothing, he makes the judges of the earth as vanity. They shall not be planted, they shall not be sown, their stock shall not take root in the earth. Lord, we declare that those who have risen up against this move of God shall not be sown in the earth. Uproot them, Father, give them no fruit. Let them wither, as your word says in verse 24 of Isaiah 40. And the whirlwind, the fury of the Lord, the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. We release it, we declare it, because you said it, O God. You are the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, he who has created these things that brings out their host by number. He called them all by names and by the greatness of his might, for he is strong in power, not one fails. And then this, verse 28, you love these scriptures, I love them. Write them down, keep them, use them to strengthen them. I don't know if you take vitamins in the morning or you drink coffee or you do something to get yourself energized and awakened. Awaken with this word in your spirit right now in Jesus' name. Have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth faints not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power. He gives strength. Same word to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. 
Hezekiah cried out, this is a day of darkness, of great rebuke. It's a day of trouble and blasphemy and mockery of you, O Lord. The child has been brought to birth, but we don't have the strength. He gives strength. He gives power. He gives might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But they, they that wait upon the Lord... The Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Lord, strengthen us. Don't let us get tired in this battle. Don't let us get tired as, as we're round, round, rounding the bend, Father, into that way to hit the wire. Let us run the race. Let us become stronger. And let those, Father, whom we race against, let them fall back and grow weaker. Finally, this. As I was praying this morning, the Lord brought me to this. And this is in Isaiah 59. And this is what he says. Verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear. So God is there. Beloved, he's proven it to us. He's shown it to us. He came through the words of this mouth so many times. Directly with an arrow right there. And I, I'm honest with you. I say, Lord... Lord, I heard from you. I pronounced with you. Why have you not moved yet? And then the Lord reminds me, son, why do you say that to me? Look what I have done every time you've been obedient and spoke out for me. I mean, who could believe that God would move on Rosh Hashanah just like he said? Who would believe the Hezekiah blast would go through? Who would believe he would have the three Supreme Court justices when time was running out? Nobody gets three Supreme Court appointments, but yet he did it in the first term with time running out and emboldening the Senate and emboldening the president and emboldening Amy Comey Bryant from the beginning of time to come out and not, not denounce her faith, not to make excuses for it, but to accept it as she is. Yes, they're screaming. Yes, they're crying because the forces of Jezebel and Ahab, they are in Absalom. Those principalities that have other forces with them, they are screaming because they could see that light is about to come into a position of the Supreme Court. We must continue to push. And then the Lord says this, and now he's not talking about the righteous. Because when you go down to verse 17 of chapter 59 of Isaiah, he says, For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation upon his head, and the garment of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ who was made sin, that you and I who believe in him might be made the righteousness of God. So, this judgment that he's talking about is not for the righteousness of God. This is for the unrighteousness of God. Notice he said, zeal on as a cloak. The Lord spoke as I said it in that night at the return. The fury of the Lord would go forth in the zeal of the Lord, in the zeal of the Lord. But those who are unrighteous, your iniquities have separated you with God. Your hands are defiled with blood. Your fingers, your lips have spoken lies. Your tongues mutter perverseness. None call for justice nor plead for truth. They trust in vanity. They speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Now here it is. They have cockatrice eggs and weave the spider's web. He that eats of their eggs, they die. And that which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. 
viper, but their webs shall not become garments. Neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Bottom line is, the Lord says he's going to destroy it. He says they'll be groping on the wall and sliding down and falling like the blind into a pit. The Lord says his judgment is going forth to save and redeem. Beloved, keep pushing. You shall see. I believe it with all my heart. I declare it according to the word of God. I believe it by what he's already done and what he's going to do. God has heard the prayer of repentance from this nation and God's people. He told us the other night while we were praying, five plus five, well, that's ten. That's the number of the kingdom. And he said, as I declared out, he said, if we just add five percentage points to every state, to every senator, and to the president, and take away five from the opposition, from those who are not pro-life, who are not lined up with the kingdom of God, that's ten. Ten is the fullness of God. Five plus five. We declared it over Lindsey Graham that they are saying was tiltering, even and even. And the very next day, the very next day, a poll came out and said he had moved up 6% overnight. 6% had happened. Well, I believe it's going to 10. We need to pray it for the president. Beloved, if just 5% of people who believe in Jesus Christ who have not been voting will go out and vote, it's over with. Tell your brethren, tell your sisters, convict people in the Holy Spirit. Tell them this is about life. How can you go before God and say, well, I didn't know what to do, so I did nothing. That too is not acceptable for God when we can do something. This is about morality. This is about same-sex marriage not being approved and blessed in this country. This is not about us changing genders into five and six different meanings now. Even sexual preference has all of a sudden been changed in the dictionary to where it's offensive. How far do they want us to go? Wait until animalism becomes acceptable and somebody can marry a cow and have perverse sex with them. You think I'm laughing. That's what's going to come. Those kind of things. And I know I'll be mocked and I know that the Huffington Post and others will pick this up and run with it. But who could believe we'd be where we're at now? That kind of stuff has no end to it. It will come because somebody will say it's their right. We need to stand for the things of God. We need to be strong. Beloved, pray, pray. Five up, five down. Church, go vote. Get more to go vote. Tell people in your churches to go vote. Tell your family to go vote. Call your prayer meetings to go vote. Challenge pastors to tell their churches to go vote. Vote up pro-life. If they just vote pro-life up and down, we'll have accomplished what God wanted us to do. Now these, these Senate seats, please pray for them. Pray for Colorado. We must see Colorado. Stay in. Martha McSally, it's a tough one. The polls already have her out the door, but I'm believing God for a miracle there. Let's pray her in. She believes in God. She moves in God. She supports this conservative agenda. We must pray for Tillis. Pray hard for Tillis in North Carolina. Pray hard for Lindsey Graham to move forward. Pray hard for uh, Alabama. That seat should be changing. We need that seat. Pray hard for Al uh, Alaska. Pray hard for Montana. Pray hard for Texas. Pray hard for Iowa. Look them up. Those are the ones, those senators. Pray over them. Believe God. 
pull them forth. Let's believe God to have more than we started with. Let's have the president. Let's have the Senate seat. And don't give up on the House of Representatives. As Mark Gonzalez told us, it's possible five Republican seats could be snatched from California. 15, 16, and, and we have all of it that we need to push things through with grace, understanding, and love. I went far longer than I wanted to. My heart is panning. I am working day and night. I'm blessed to be involved with chains all around the world. Be encouraged and understand many are praying in the middle of the night while you're napping or sleeping, or maybe you're praying as well. Chains of people around the world have said, this is the most important election in the world ever because of the influence it will have on what happens. You better believe the forces against this country, against the body of Christ. Those that are invisible, those are invisible. Those that are other countries, those that are those that are within this country, political, apolitical, educational, social, economic, they are aligned against this. They want this movement. They want you and I to have our voices shut. They want us once again to grovel in the dust and just pray out with parched lips for a drop of living water. Beloved, it must stop. Pray, pray, push, push, and begin to celebrate with God his victory. We don't understand exactly what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. We already prayed God would begin to expose things, and he's been exposing things one after another. And we want to pray that he would put the enemies of God in derision and confusion to devour one another. And that which is in the darkness comes out in the light. Strengthen the president. Strengthen his wife. Strengthen Barron. Strengthen his children, strengthen his business, strengthen Vice President and his wife, Karen. Strengthen all of those in the cabinet. Pompeo is a warrior. We thank God for him. All of his cabinet, bless them. Bless his chief of staff, Meadows. Bless them, pray for them. Paula White, who's whispering and praying in his ear, bless her. All of the forces that are standing strong with God, be blessed, be strengthened. Put a shield. Watchmen, warriors, worshipers, this is what we were born for. This is what we were called for. This is what God gave birth to on November 9, 2016, 3.30 in the morning, that we would be the shield and a strong offense, not just deflecting, but also pushing, pushing, pushing. Keep pushing. We're going to celebrate. We've got a battle on our hands. Do not give up. And the Lord is saying, do not give in to fear. Do not be dismayed. Do not be confounded. The arm of the Lord has not shortened. He still saves. He still pulls out. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God bless you. I'm Frank Amedia. POTUS Shield will be back in touch real soon. God, we need you more than ever. And POTUS Shield warriors, watchmen, and worshipers, we need you more than ever. God bless you and keep you, and God save this nation.